1 Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth, and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast, we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change. It's a podcast about seeking moral high ground. And it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcast, And if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know. friends, and welcome to another episode of Recovery. My name is Sarah Heath, and my co-host is... Justin Gentry. <laughs> Justin Gentry. Uh, and we are a podcast really for people who are making transitions in how they do ministry. Maybe you're leaving ministry. Maybe you're going to do it differently. Maybe you have nothing to do with ministry. Maybe you were a volunteer. Maybe you just accidentally hit play on this. I don't know. I don't know why you're here, man. <laughs> it's possible. We're glad you're here, no matter what the reason is. Um, So today is one of our extra special episodes, our WTF uh, episodes. WTF. TNF, um, which is really an episodes around this idea of uh, things happen in church that don't happen anywhere else. And I was giggling a little bit today earlier in prep for this because I was watching the guy who does those like he auto-tunes himself and he talks about it was the 90s and in my super fundamentalist church. Have you ever listened to him? I haven't, no. Oh, you're about to get so many of them sent to you. He's hysterical, but he talks about like, you know, in my super fundamentalist church, I didn't know how to tell them I didn't know how to speak in tongues. And so he like just starts saying things and auto tune. (laughs) Uh huh. The church is just weird, man. Um, So we asked our listeners as well as some of our discord folks uh, to share. So we've got some stories. We are hoping that this becomes, I don't know, not a monthly, but like a, what would you say, like every other month? Yeah. Who can say? Um, semi-annual. Semi-annual sales. <laughs> yeah. Is it semi-annual mean like it doesn't happen every year? Maybe it's Maybe. twice a year. See, I don't know. I can never tell. Like bi-weekly. Is it twice a week, every other week? Uh, who can say? <laughs> so do you have any wild and wonderful stories from your years in ministry. And again, guys, this is just a fun one. Listen to the other ones if you want to listen to a serious episode. Yeah. Uh, well, here's the thing. So, like, we blew through a lot of my fun ones. Uh huh. But there's also, like, a lot of, like, not so fun ones, but are, that are still very, like, WTF. Um, but I'll start off with somewhat of a fun one. Um, I don't know how many jobs have you searching the town for things like beef tripe and cow <laughs> tongues um, for a game. Mm-hmm. So we did this giant relay race at this camp and I don't I see. Well, here's the thing. As a cover, I say, I don't know who thought of this. Oh, but the truth is, Did dear listener, it? Uh-huh. it was me. I was the okay. one that thought of this. <laughs> okay. You're the problem. It was, it's you. It, it was the problem. I was the problem. Um, 
And there it was like this crazy relay race where we had these kids like we would like, take like the whole like our, their whole activity time would be dedicated to this crazy relay race. They'd be in, they'd have to do crazy stuff like timed like they had to run. And one of the things one of their like obstacles was like as a team, they had to build a Lego set. So like we had boxes of like these cheap Lego sets that they had to like open and build like together. That was like one obstacle. Uh, and then they go to another place. Well, another obstacle that we thought would be fun was I, th- I don't know if they had to carry or pass around. I don't remember what it was. Basically, like a cow tongue what? and slash or um, beef tripe, which is like the inside of a cow's stomach. You know, these were sanitary, I'm sure. Um, and so it was like this, like, you know, like instead of like a water balloon toss, they would do this cow tongue and this cow tongue would blah, 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 just like a giant tentacle through the air. And like what other job is like one that's normal slash kind of cool. And yeah. also like something that like, oh, like it's just a normal thing for me to go around to butcher shops being like, hey, do you have any cow tongues? I'm going I'm to do a something real with interesting teenagers. Recipe. Yeah, I'm going to um, do something with teenagers. Am I in a, in a cult? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe I am. Um, <laughs> and, and yeah, so the school, the, not the school, the, the, the camp nurse was like, he was cool with it. He was like, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. And it was, I will say there was a genuine amount of kind of like gross humor, um, in watching these kids, like just toss this freaking cow tongue. Um, but yeah. Yeah, that's that a weird a, thing to do. That's a weird thing to do. And looking back, I go, why did I do this? Why did I think this was a good idea? Um, it was just I was caught up in the ministry moment of it all. Um, and I bet so. you could have led a workshop on that. Like, you guys want to freak kids out and make them have a good time? Here's how. Yeah. Like, I mean, they had a great time. Like, mm-hmm. rave reviews of the whole thing, you know. Yeah. Um, and that was just one small part of it. But uh yeah, uh, that's something that happened, um, and and I've heard of much worse. So, uh, well, I wasn't going to yeah. share this one with you, but we now we're going down youth pastor days, and mm-hmm. let me tell yeah. you, I have seen some ish. Uh, I was not involved in planning this, but uh, Sarah, they it's did, okay if you were. I just said I, I bought cow tongue. I was not involved in planning right. this because I love animals so much. Uh, so, little little activation warning. Here. I do too. I celebrate every part cruelty to animals involved in this but we were uh they did this game it was and now i think about it it's so terrible it was like do you trust your leaders game and they had the kids uh close their eyes and they like put a gummy something on their mouth and had the kids swallow or whatever oh oh no Meanwhile, See, even one of, I draw the line there. Right. I can't remember how it went but essentially they'd seen one of the leaders swallow a goldfish and so oh then they goodness. didn't know whether they were swallowing a goldfish or not, I think is how it went. And then mm-hmm. I got really upset and was like, no, no, no. At this same thing, this is when we were like trying to make, let people be creative about their own little zone that they were in. Mm-hmm. So that one, I think that was one room where they're like, are you swallowing a goldfish or not? Maybe they didn't have their, I can't remember. Um, eventually they all figured out they were like eating the little jellyfishes. But at some point, one of the leaders actually did swallow one of the goldfishes. I, so. I, you know, I was in youth group in the nineties and there, I, I didn't, ne- I never swallowed a goldfish, but I do know that goldfish were swallowed. Mm-hmm. Um, which is just sad, but I know, I mean, that, people, I eat fish, so maybe I'm being, I'm being, there's but. A, there is a difference between eating a fish mm-hmm. and swallowing a goldfish. 
Okay. You know? Yeah, I agree. There's just agree. an extra level of... Of... Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, thanks. Well, then in the same thing, so we'd let each leader like decide on their things. One group of guys were like, oh, because it was like a fair that the kids got to walk around each section of the camp. I walked into a room and they literally had like beer pong set up, but it was with water. And I was like, help me to understand how you're not playing beer pong with children. And they're like, no, no, it's like water pong. And the kids, literally, I was like, you're training kids to play To, to be good pong. at beer pong. And they were like, oh, you asked us to come up with a game. So that's what we came up with. And I was like, great. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> so oh after that, I would uh, make sure I approved all of their activities that my awesome volunteer leaders who, when I think about it, like, yeah. I'm sure they ran some of the stuff by me, and I was like, "That sounds great, whatever." <laughs> and well, we- I mean, there is there is a certain amount of like, this looks great on paper, mm-hmm. and then you see it in reality, and you're like, "No, no." I think I think maybe the last like WTF episode we did, I, there was a couple of games that I may have mentioned that like on paper, this sounds like a lot of fun, and but in person, it's. You're gonna, you're, someone's going to go to the hospital. So, yeah. yeah. Well, and then I'll I'll say this as well. We used to invite kids into the youth group, like <laughs> like sixth graders. We would they wouldn't know what night it was going to happen, but we would kidnap them from wherever they were, and we would put a pillowcase over their heads, and the pillowcase was signed by all the other kids in the youth group, so that they like felt like they belonged to the youth group. Mm-hmm. But I would just like to point out how traumatizing is that because their parents would be involved in it. Yeah. Right. That's anyway, so. so that's uh this brought to you by, so kids, if you're listening, I'm really sorry we did that. Like in the middle of the night, we would come and kidnap these children for their first lock-in. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I can, I can safely say I never kidnapped a child. So yeah, I can't um, say that. Yeah, you can't. Um, the state department well, never asks. Yeah, perhaps I did kidnap some ch- children, but um, it was for a good cause. This uh, is not helping with the were you in a cult or not, is it? I feel like it's not. No, it's not. I mean, yeah, our last episode with uh, with Cortland was definitely um, eye-opening for me. <laughs> um, perhaps I, too, was in a cult. So I'm going to share one of our Discord folk uh, as I just breeze by you being like, maybe I was in a cult. Now I'm worried I led a cult. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I have to say, I'm pretty sure I was not in a cult. There was no coercion. Methodists don't believe in coercion. We don't even believe in clapping in church. Can you really have coercion if you don't have clapping? Uh, Fair. That is is (laughs) one of the hallmarks of coercion is if there's clapping involved. So you're safe. Well, I did eventually realize that the idea of how we get people in the youth group came from people's um, uh, sorority uh, initiations. <laughs> yeah, so, it's kind of a chicken or egg situation. Yeah, which came first? Um, so one of our folks in Discord uh, mentioned, and this is going to, I want, I need to set up the story correctly. This WTF moment isn't funny, except looked upon later and knowing that everything works out. Mm-hmm. So one of our uh, Discord folks was in the middle of preaching when his father had a heart attack and nobody told him because they didn't want to disturb him whilst he was preaching. 
So they waited and then told him like into him already, like they were just like, oh, by the way. So he had to like leave. And he's like, wait, I was preaching when my dad had a heart attack and nobody told me. And he was like, this is just like the weirdest thing that's ever happened uh, in a church that nobody did anything about. They thought it was best to carry him out to the foyer and call an ambulance. And it was 10 minutes before anyone came to the front to let him know. Meanwhile, the worship service just carried on. (laughs) And he recovered after a little hospital visit. But the whole episode, when I think back on it, feels bizarre to me now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's wild. The same person shared that he was doing a wedding and a groom's mom insisted on hiring an owl to fly the ring down the aisle. (laughs) 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 Ah, Inevitably, the exactly what the guests were hoping for, the owl flew right over the couple, perched on the drum cage, and refused to come down. (laughs) As you do when you're an owl pressed into service. (laughs) Pressed into service. They just had a pillowcase. They could have got him into service. (laughs) Can you imagine? Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm going to (laughs) give someone uh, said that their church would hire a helicopter to drop Easter eggs for kids on Easter morning, Mm -hmm. which reminded me, (laughs) did I talk about the butterflies last episode i i don't i maybe no just say it again just say so it again. easter People mornings yeah. we would do this butterfly like we would have these like we bought butterflies that were in like little envelopes that were like in a certain stage of the larval process and then mm-hmm. you would know that by easter morning they'd be ready to like come out to the world so we would buy i mean it was like a big hit and kids would like get in a circle and like release the butterflies <laughs> Well, one year uh, it rained, and what I learned, National Geographic style, is when it rains, butterflies, uh, when they came out, a bunch of birds came and started eating the butterflies in front of all the children. Uh, It was (laughs) the most – it was like an episode of the birds, like of the movie Birds. They were like all Mm -hmm. coming out of bushes and like coming – the kids were screaming and butterflies were being attacked and some weren't flying because it rained. And I guess – I don't even know. Yeah, their wings can't like expand enough. Stand fully. Mm -hmm, So now they're prey. It was was traumatizing. And we did that. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you have any other funny? I, I, you know, I don't know that I can top that particular one. Childhood trauma. Yeah. The uh, the giving kids childhood trauma. Um. So yeah, I think there's well there there was an odd. I may have mentioned this experience before, but um, <laughs> when when you're a pastor and your spouse is expecting, it's just mm-hmm. kind of like now part of the show, um, oh. which is, which is, is rough for anyone. Um, Cause you know, they're, they're, uh, if anyone's listening and it's in ministry, they're not paying your spouse to do anything. No, um, no, they so are not. they, they, they don't even need to go. Um, <laughs> just throwing it out there. Um, but we also lived in a parsonage at the time too. Um, 
And so like, we're just trying to work out the logistics of like, how can we stay somewhat private as you know, people like we kind of had a house where people could kind of come and go and we're like, let's maybe not, you know? So we, uh, we had the blinds closed or whatever. And, and we, I was just kind of like talking with someone and, and they just mentioned, they like, yeah, we've noticed you're closing the blinds a lot more <gasps> lately. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh. the number of questions that must have like passed over my face. I can, and I was like, yeah, yeah, we, I think we're going to keep it that way. <laughs> like, I can't. Like, the baby needs darkness, and now I need privacy. Um, what? Are, what in the creepy? <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, yeah, because for every person that just will tell you that, there's probably a dozen other people that, like, are still trying to peep on you. Um, and <sighs> that same, that same, uh, that same parsonage, there was one time where uh, I think, well... I can't remember why we weren't there. Um, for whatever reason, we weren't at the church. I can't remember why it was like around Christmas time. Um, I can't remember why, but we start like hearing this music, you know, and I guess a bunch of people got together and I don't know if we were sick or I don't, I don't remember. And we just like hear like, like this singing, uh-oh. And like a bunch of people gotten together and they were like going to start like caroling, you know, oh, like at our front door. Cause, cause everyone, that's what everyone loves to come to their front door interrupted by singing. Um, uh-huh. especially when they're mm-hmm. sick or not feeling well. But then like, I just remember like going and like, not really, I remember being confused. Like, where's this music coming from? So I'm like walking right. around, like the way the house was, was like the front door wasn't like the first place you would go a lot of times. And I just, I have a vivid memory of this lady like walking towards our house, just a, like a big culty grin on her face, just singing. Like, and it was like, ah, ah, I know what's happening. I don't want to, I don't want to engage. Okay. <laughs> so I don't want to do this. My high school boyfriend, an absolute gem of a human, hired – this has nothing to do with church, but hired the glee club to come – or whatever, the singing club – to come mm-hmm. sing, um, like, the the song from um, Top Gun that, you know, uh, mm-hmm. to me on Valentine's Day, right? Take my breath away. Not yeah, that one. Not, not that, that one. one, no. Uh, you know, the one he sings, like, uh, you never – Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and so I had to, like, it was beautiful and awesome that he did that. And it was so cool that they offered that. But at the same time, everyone's looking at me and I didn't realize how long that song was until then. I was like, oh. And like, I had to choose what face I was going to hold for the whole time. Like, okay, yeah, great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or didn't, didn't you and I sing like Proud Mary at like, wild goose for karaoke and we didn't realize how long that song was <laughs> or something. I forget what it was. It's like, yeah, oh, I think this... we were, I think we chose like a radio head song or something. It was so, I forget like, what it was actually. It might've been proud Mary, it might, whatever it was. I just remember singing it and being like, I don't remember this song being this long. This song is so, but talk is about edge longer than I thought. I'm losing interest in my own karaoke performance. <laughs> um, so, so bear in mind, folks, when you perform a song, how long that song is before you start mm-hmm. performing. 
Fair. Yeah, and how many people can sing along with you? It's key. I actually went to karaoke night the other night, and there were these two guys who were incredibly talented in like a 90s voice kind of way. Like they had um, like a um, – what's the lead singer of – of now I'm going to mess it up. But he, they had like a 90s like sound mm-hmm. garden kind of voice. Yeah. And they sang – songs that were such deep reaches into people's that no one knew what they were singing and couldn't sing with. So mm-hmm. there was That's no true. singing. Yeah. With them. See, I've sung some obscure songs at karaoke too before. And you're like, mm, this is, this no. is a communal activity. Yeah. I, so. I need you to scream over me. You know yeah. what I mean? I need the crowd to drown me out. Yeah. I'm an okay singer and I get stage fright and then I can't sing. So, mm-hmm. you know, First Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth, and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast, we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change. It's a podcast about seeking moral high ground. And it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcast, and if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know. Um, speaking of awkward stage moments, I <laughs> you ever say anything wrong when you're preaching? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I was giving this very. Uh, I would say inspiring talk. And I was sharing the story of this man who previously had been a member of like a alt-right like neo-Nazi gang and how he changed his life and he actually in prison met a a black police officer. He was a former police officer. That's not what I said. I said he met a former black police officer as if the person (laughs) was – no longer black. And I realized what I had said because my entire sound booth stood up and looked at me like, that's not what you meant to say. So then I spent way too long correcting myself. And then in my head, I'm like, can I say this as a white woman? I'm allowed to say black man. Well, yes, because that's like my friends have explained to me they'd rather the, the term black. So I'm like sitting there and I'm like, you know, and it's okay for us to use the word term. I went way too down the rabbit hole <laughs> and I could not get out. I could not get out. I was not helpful. So that was one of my... Oh funny mess ups. Wow. I, um, so this was another youth pastor one and we were raising money. Um, and I, I, I have, I haven't looked into this organization folks. And I'm, I think it's a fine organization. I'm just putting it out there. Like, anyway, so it was the migrant <laughs> offshore aid station, which was, um, they basically would rescue people that were refugees awesome. that are out in the ocean, you know, uh, and it's pronounced Moas. Uh, well, so I got up in front of uh, like hundreds of teenagers, not just oh, a couple perfect. of hundreds of teenagers to pitch this. Like, you know, this is what we're going to raise money for this week. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be mm-hmm. up an offering, you know, kind of explain it. And I had a little slip of my tongue and I said, Moas. Moas. Um, yeah. We're raising we're money doing. for Moas. For Moas. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so, we are. Um, so yeah, all, a lot of the boys were like, uh, "Yeah, uh, we're gonna get some. Uh, when are we gonna get that ass, Justin?" Um, so <laughs> you promised us more ass. Um, and yeah, I yeah. was very so. tired and came into this is another camping story. I was very tired as the director of the camp at the time, and I came or like a like the 
director of senior high camp, I came into a room where everyone was eating snacks and I came into the room and I was very tired and apparently stumbled over my words. What they heard, what I, what I was trying to say was I could really use some snacks. What the whole room heard was I could really use some sex. <laughs> Which at the time was very true. <laughs> yeah, not wrong. But not wrong. Not the time. But also probably not the people I would have shared that with. <laughs> Can you imagine being like a 16-year-old leader, like you're finally getting to see behind the curtain um, because you're yeah. like one of the volunteers and then in walks the lead pastor and they're like, I can really use some sex right now and walks uh, in the other room. You ever just what? wake up needing some sex? <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long week. I could really use some s- snacks is what I said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the slurred words when you are too tired. Um mm-hmm definitely is a thing yeah awkward yeah you want to hear my Um, other awful one because it was christmas eve oh nice yeah christmas eve we did this like really i've I've shared with you that we always did these over the top things yeah and we we did this uh really neat thing where we had like a precious moments version of the nativity scene that you would see right and slowly they they were wood built they were like life-size and i was standing in the middle of it when I started my sermon. And then slowly we started taking away the pieces of it, right? To sort of talk about we have really like made this into a precious moments moment when it's really not like, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And up on the my art director had drawn this really beautiful, uh, which angel do we think told Gabriel, I guess? I don't sure. know. Sure, Gabriel. That sounds um, great. And I was like, I have ADHD. So that means sometimes you shouldn't give me a mic. Because as I'm giving this really profound talk, would be the only way <laughs> if you mm-hmm. were yelping it. I don't think so. But I'm giving this talk. And I point up and I'm like, why is Gabriel wearing a dress? I don't think Gabriel was a transvestite. I may be fine if he was a transvestite, but I don't think he was a transvestite. And then it There'd would be, be nothing he wrong or with she. That. And then I was like <laughs> going on and on. And once again, tried to dig myself out of um, a tunnel. Forgot I had kind of done it. And then come around in my... Literally, my art director goes, really? Christmas Eve, Gabriel is a transvestite, sir? Are you okay? (laughs) (laughs) That's all anyone's going to (laughs) remember. I was like, oh. Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. And so probably somewhere, you know, someone was eating, you know, later on, they were eating Chinese food or something. And Mm -hmm. they were like, you know what? I never did think about Gabriel as being a transvestite, but that... That's Sarah. She's profound. Sweet transvestite from Jones. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew it was a Christmas carol? <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Well, you heard it here. Everyone first. needs a little Tim Curry Christmas. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> do you Rocky remember? Horror Picture Show is not just for Halloween. No, heck no. It's a season. It's like it is like the Nightmare Before Christmas, but mm-hmm. like us, it is. It, it is a Halloween the, to Christmas movie. Yeah, it's a stage performance version, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of some more. Oh, so there was a this like concert that I was supposed to be putting on. This band, you know, had was like coming into town, and they, you know, they're they're just like asking for all of this like 
yeah, it's it's one of those things where like you agree to it, and then you start to real the the list of demands starts rolling in, and mm-hmm. you're like, okay, I was I was putting on like this nice, I was doing you all a favor, and now right. it feels like I'm, you know, like. You like I'm place bringing to s- Bono to my church. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like they they had like riders and stuff. Like you need to feed the band, like not just food, but like this kind of food. So I'm like I'm running all over the place for this, you know, band. Like oh, you know, we're really big, you know. Like okay, we'll, we'll see, you know. So I and I, and I'm supposed to be the youth pastor, so it's like it's kind of a youth event, but it's kind of a church event too. Like it's like not right. like expressly for. It's just like anyone that wants to come Tuesday night, this band's gonna be here, you know. Like, oh, this is going to be the next uh, Reliant K. I don't know what they thought they were. Um, <laughs> I don't know Christian bands anymore. Um, and <laughs> so we get to the day of the show. I'm just I'm, I, I haven't de- I haven't delegated well because I, I was expecting t- it to be like a like. I open the door to the church. Here you all go set up. I, I've got a couple people that can help you out kind of thing. You know, I just right. was expecting it wasn't expecting it to be this like thing that just ballooned into right. like because they're like they're like putting up rigging for their light show i'm like what is like this was not communicated to me like what is going on so it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger you know and i'm thinking like this better be a big show like like it it turned out like i mean enough people showed up that it was fine but it was like one of those things i was like this was an awful lot of work for like 15 kids and their moms to show up and the moms were like kind of a little too into I, there was one or two moms i was like you're a little too into this like band i don't get this right. whole connection thing yeah um i was just one of those like like why is this my job suddenly <laughs> to like babysit <laughs> these guys and i'm like like <laughs> It's like, okay, oh, now I'm responsible to providing housing and I'm, I'm, you know, all these different meals and everything. You're a manager. You're essentially, what's the name of the guy from uh, Flight of the Concords? Yeah, I was was the roadie, like, for for a a day. Murray? Um, Murray. You were Murray. (laughs) Yeah, I was that guy. I was, you know, I was like, that was part of my, I was like, why is this suddenly my job? I, like, I, as though I have nothing else to be doing. Right. (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and, and that, that would happen frequently where it would just be like, hey, there's something's happening. You're in charge now. Like, uh, excuse me? <laughs> okay. I, I'm supposed to, what? Yeah, I, I I think we can all relate to when like bands started touring and bands would show up and like, it's like good for you. Shoot for the stars, buddy. But like, you're going to play in front of like, six kids from disciple now i don't know that we needed the full lighting set there's nothing more awkward than a church like hall when like a band is trying their darndest and they're super talented but like there's Mm -hmm. like not many kids and nothing the flip side is i've been to some like stellar shows inside churches like um in fact i was uh reading comments because uh Death, no, Dashboard Confessionals had a big anniversary of one of their albums come out. And mm-hmm. someone was like, they were like asking, like, what do you remember about this album coming out? And someone said, I remember you playing in my tiny church in Tallahassee. And they were like, you were there? <laughs> they were like, no way. <laughs> nice. And I was like, I remember that being on tour and you were standing next to me when the opening band <laughs> was playing and you guys were all singing along. <laughs> and it was just a great experience. But you can have those like tiny, great church moments. Like 
for instance, like the band, the civil wars, they started touring in churches. They were not, Mm -hmm. you know, so you can have, or you can have the experience that you had where they have a writer and 15 moms who are like kind of into them. Yeah. And, and they were nice. I mean, they, they were generally nice. It was just more of one of those things. I was like, what, this is, this is getting a lot bigger than I thought it was. (laughs) Right. I was just trying to like turn some lights on. Uh, yeah. We have another one from one of our Discord people, and it is so funny. I'm actually going to read it uh, because it's it's too good. Um, it was a Sunday after morning service. I was the youth director at the time, and there was a new kid at the church. I was showing him around and getting to know him while we waited for his family to pick him up. We've all been there, right? And this older retired woman who volunteered from time to time and walked with a cane shouted my name from the church hall. I turned, and she was waving a bag of bread. Extra for communion that didn't get blessed or used or got blessed and didn't get used at me and saying something I didn't quite hear or understand. I started to walk toward her very confused that youth in tow to take the bread, but then she just chucked it at me. (laughs) It landed on the floor and slid till it hit my feet. And then she scowled and walked off. I had to pick it up off the floor in front of the kid. Embarrassing all around, to be honest. Can you imagine the body of Christ? (laughs) Mm-hmm. being chucked at you while there's a brand new kid in youth group. Yeah. This is my body sailing through the air for you. I mean, why not? And then w- the, the best part was someone's response was to show <laughs> someone <laughs> curling now. Yeah. <laughs> and ask the question, why not just throw it much more efficient? I respect that. Even though the throw came up short, she got the job done. Was she into the sport of curling by any chance? <laughs> I think oh, old man. people, like, I have like a weird, this could only happen in church communion moment. I, there was this tree at our church and, you know, you're not supposed to, in the, in the Methodist tradition, you're not supposed to like, get rid of the communion elements, you're supposed to like use them in some way. So I used to like take the bread and I would give it to ducks or I would like use the bread and because we use gluten-free bread a lot. So I would use that as for for me later, I'd turn it into salad croutons, which then was really weird because I'm eating a salad with Jesus sprinkled on top. It was very confusing. But what I would do with the, with the, the blood, the wine, which was grape juice in our case, is I would pour it onto this tree and like water the tree. And so we were getting our landscaping done and this, my friend who is like a landscape architect, he's super famous in his field. He comes and he does this assessment of our thing. He's amazing. And he goes, Hey, what do you, what, what, this tree should not be growing so well. And it shouldn't be this color. Like it, these are very vibrant colors. You don't see this tree in this part of Southern California and not with this vibrant of leaves. What are you doing? And I had to be like, in front of like the trustee of our church, I had to be like, I, I pour Jesus on it every <laughs> Sunday. Once, and he's once like, a month. You just throw Jesus out the back door. I was like, well, if you look at it like that, yes. <laughs> but apparently it was really, really good for the tree. And the tree did not do good after we stopped doing that. So I'm just hmm. saying. I uh, Yeah, you got it hooked on the juice. I don't know if I um, if it had to be blessed. I'm not sure how that works. Yeah, I, I used to, yeah, when we would have leftover, well, when we would have leftover communion bread, 
I, it was usually my responsibility. I would usually kind of like feed birds or whatever, or, you know, chuck it around my yard, which which feels weird because like, oh, this is supposed to be this sacred element and we're supposed to dispose of it in with care in nature or something. But you're mm-hmm. like, I'm just, okay, I'm just throwing this places. Um, which is weird if you were to put it like in the garbage. That feels weird. But also I can't. That feels weird too. Like you just throw it, eh, you know. So I get it, I but he- it's also, yeah. I want to hear from people. They're like weird communion moments because- I mean, there's, there's been some, I think I told last time about how my friend who's straight edge went to take communion and I smacked it out of his hand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I, it, and, I think yeah, there's always a good intention story and, but there's a, uh, yeah, or it's like people just getting juice all over them. Sometimes you're just like, mm-hmm. Ugh, you know, um, or the time I called it rip and dip. <laughs> Yeah, you got to look at a little rip and dip. I was like, you know, our method here at First United is to rip and dip. And then I was like, oh, that doesn't. That doesn't. But who gives me a microphone and why? So many questions. Well, you know, I mean, everyone listening to you right now is giving you a microphone. So you're good. And they're like, and um, now I'm immediately you know, pulling my Patreon. <laughs> um, what else yeah, you got? I, Oh man, it's just, it's more like there's so many, it's hard to like categorize. Cause there's also like some like weird stuff that people did like, or just people just assuming of your time. Like there was, um, this guy that had this, now this is, I, I need to like, sorry, I need to like back up for a second. This is, this is before smartphones. Okay. <laughs> This is before a lot of a lot of things. I think this may be this might even predate World of Warcraft. Okay, and <gasps> this will make sense for that context will make sense in a moment. So, this guy was like, "Hey, this is a great fundraising idea. You ought to try this. You know, it's a, a golf fundraiser kind of thing." I'm like, you know, I'm always looking for some kind of fundraising idea. You know, why not? Um. So he's like, well, you know, I'm going to need to show you on your computer. Like, okay, this is, you know, our the population of our church is a lot of elderly folks, but okay, you know. So he like shows me this golf game that like it, it looks like something you would play on an Atari. Like it's on the internet, <laughs> but it it looks like it was an Atari game. He's like, yeah, you know, you can you can buy you can buy you know games and rounds of golf and people can play together, you know. And I'm like. So they pay money to play this game hmm. um, together, but not together. Um, and that and this concept raises would have been money. wild. What? And that concept would have been wild back then because no one was playing live games. Yeah. I mean, like there were a couple, but it wasn't like it right. was just more like a this this this. This idea is so ahead of its time. It's beyond. It's behind the times. If that, like, it's just like <laughs> it's literally broken the space time continuum. Your like, nonsense. Has, has and I was like, and this is person that I was like somewhat close, like somewhat, like it wasn't like someone could just blow off. Like it's like I have to mm. maintain some amount of relationship with this person, but also like, what am I like? This it, it's it was it was hard to play too. Like he was showing me how to play. And it's like I know video games. It's not like I don't know what I'm doing here. But it was just like the interface was not. It's like nothing was good about this. This was definitely yeah. like a proof of concept type situation. 
And he's like, oh, you're going to raise so much money with this. I'm like, I, 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 you know, I was like, you know what? I think our, our people are kind of fundraised out right now. We're in the middle of a building program. Right. Uh, we don't know. Really, I, thanks so much for your time. I'll get back to you. <laughs> I Okay, so I'm going to give you a sweet one. Like sweet, like okay. what is this job moment? Mm-hmm. Um, one of our parishioners who I absolutely adored um, got a, she had um, metastatic cancer. So she kept getting tumors in different places. And she got a brain tumor and went a little bit Willy Wonka for a while. And she uh, loved me. And in the brain tumor state um, was convinced that I needed to go with her to Disneyland. And at the time, I drove a convertible Mini Cooper. And all she wanted to do um, was go to Starbucks with me and then ride <laughs> ride this one ride at Disneyland with me. <laughs> that was it. Like, And I got to say yes to that. <laughs> and so I picked her up from uh, – she was in a nursing home at the time because she required 24-hour care. They told me how to take care of her. I took her to go get a – a drink from Starbucks. Then we rode in my Mini Cooper with the top down. And then we went on the ride that she wanted to ride on. And we walked around Disneyland for a little while. And then I brought her back to the care home. And it was funny because after a while, after the tumor cleared up, she was actually cognizant. And she was like, why on earth would you agree to do that? And I was like, (laughs) because it was so much joy to be with you, even she's like, but I was like out of it, but it was such a weird moment where I was like, what is my job? <laughs> I yeah. get, get an opportunity to be in people's lives in this way. And I think that's the flip side of it too, is like some of it is really cool that people get to, you get to be part of people's lives. So you see some things that you maybe shouldn't see, but what a cool mm-hmm. experience to get to be with this woman in that way. And she, you know, did eventually pass away. And it was funny because her, her daughter was like, she never stopped talking about how much she loved you for being willing to go on that magical mystery tour with her. That's great. That's really sweet. Yeah. Do you got one to close us out? Um, yeah, I think. Hmm. There was a really, um, this, this was kind of one of those kind of those, one of those moments, like what is this job? Um, and it was at this like large youth, like convention kind of thing, you know, and you know, there's like all kinds of things you can do, like little excursions, this, that, and the other. And, and one of them was a like service project or whatever, but like no one really signed up for it at all, except like my students really wanted to do this. Like they were like, they, and I was like, this, this is cool. You know, this, this is kind of like, oh my gosh, this is the dream. You know, you're right. My kids do. are the service kids. Um, so they take us to this lady's house and, um, they basically were like, we, we need you to paint this house for this person. Like, you know, they're, I, I forget if she had like some kind of, um, she wasn't able to physically, you know, I don't know if she had some kind of disability or disease or just was ill. I don't don't remember this part. Um, but you know, so we're painting this lady's house and her grandson comes over. He has, a, you know, he has medical issues as well. I mean, you can just kind of tell and, but 
he was just fascinated with my students and, you know, we're just like what we were doing and just, and, but then like, you know, at the end, like my, like my students got like really buddy, buddy with this kid, this like random kid. And they were like, why don't you come tonight to like the big thing? You know, it's like probably the biggest concert this kid has ever been to. Um, so we got permission from the parents and like picked him up and brought him and just like, he had like a great time. I love that. And it wasn't like this, um, it wasn't like, thankfully, it wasn't like some kind of Turner burn sermon or anything. It was just like great oh, music and a little talk or anything. It was just like, it was a great night to bring someone who has no idea what's going on. Right. To. Um, he had the best time. There was like blowout games and stuff, like brought him and then just took him back to home. And it was just this very sweet, like, you know, like, first off, you entrusted this random child to me. I'm like, <laughs> all right. Like, oh, but okay. Like. Why, why not? Um, I always enjoyed those moments. That was like kind of always my philosophy. Like, why not instead of why? Like, instead of yeah. asking why would I do this, just why wouldn't I not do this, you know? And it leads you to some strange places. But I, yeah, I definitely, I, like I, I love those kid kids. And I love that they did that. And that they, you know, just brought this other kid that, you know, was obviously from, you know, if, if, your grandmother's house is the like target of a service project. You're probably, you know, this is probably like just was an experience for him that he just was not going to be able to have otherwise. And that was really cool. So I love that. Well, thanks for sharing your WTF moments, friends, send them in. Um, I think we'll probably do it more than annually, but you know, Justin and I aren't great at math. So you'll just, you'll just already done it semi-annually. So, Oh, Perhaps yeah. we could be triannually. Although, see, like, here's the thing: semi-annual, I think, is twice a year, but triannual is every three years. Why make it uh, make sense? I don't get it. Yeah, I know that's one of our very smart Discord people is going to explain this to us, and then I'm going to feel dumb. Well, I'm I, I'll feel dumb with you. It's fine. You know, it's fine. Thank you, friends, for joining us for another episode of Revcovery. You are an absolute joy, and we're glad that we got to spend this time with you. So, have a great day, and we'll catch you next week for another episode. First Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth, and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast, we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change. It's a podcast about seeking moral high ground. And it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcast, And if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know.